0: Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. Last week, we looked at some excuses, which is excuses not to exercise, and what to do about them, how you could get in your goals of exercise. Today, we're going to switch gears a little bit, and like I said last week, we are going to go into what I consider an absolute minefield for someone who's in the fitness profession, We're going to talk about nutrition for the next few weeks. If you ask anybody in health and fitness how much you need to exercise, how strongly you need to exercise, um, how much activity you need, there's really cut and dried answers. If you ask people what they need to eat, you don't get any cut and dried answers. You get different ideas from different people, different strategies, different everything. I know whenever I go to conferences, uh, there are certain speakers that you really like to hear. One of the ones I like to hear the best in the field of nutrition is Laura Kruskal. And she is the director of nutrition science at University of Nevada, Las Vegas. And she has so much information on nutrition. It is absolutely astounding. But it's all I always find it funny. At the very end of the talk, whenever you start getting to try to pin her down, well, exactly what do we need to eat? What do we need to recommend to clients to do? The best you can get out of it is, well, the science tends towards or this science doesn't recommend uh, or doesn't point against certain, you know it, it's never a hey, do this. It's always a, you know, well the science can and and it's never a, a cut and dried. If someone with that kind of background and that kind of knowledge over the years refuses to make specific statements of eat this, don't eat that, then why in the world am I even going to begin to discuss the topic of nutrition? The simple answer is because we don't need specific eat this, don't eat that. We need general guidelines. I think we can manage to come up with some good guidelines over the next couple of weeks. So why is this such a, a a tough topic? Why is it such a minefield? Well, first, nutrition is a very very young science. We didn't even know what a vitamin was until 1913. Until about 1950, nutrition focused on diseases of lack of vitamins, vitamin deficiencies. From 1950 to about 1970, we studied you know what what causes diseases from the lack of food, from not having enough. And then from about 1970 on, we've studied diseases and results of too much food. The next thing that makes nutrition really, really hard to study is it takes a long time for a change in diet to make a real significant change in your health. It's really tough to put someone on the all broccoli diet or the whatever, you know, to to specifically control the foods that someone eats for weeks and months and even years at a time so the best thing we do is we do long-term studies having people remember what they ate now for someone to remember what they ate for a month most of us would have a lot of difficulty remembering what we had for dinner last Tuesday night unless it was taco Tuesday I mean really it's so tough to remember what you ate and some of the stuff we eat and we'll talk about this in a future episode we don't even know we ate it you you would have no idea that you ate some of the things that you ate during a day because it goes into the t- concept of mindless eating. Some long-term studies of nutrition compare people who live in a certain geographic area or for some other reason have a specific type of diet and compare it to those who live in another geographic area that have a different type of diet and see what kind of outcomes they have from there. The a drawback of these is sometimes... Because of the fact that you live in different geographical areas, you also have other things that mess up the study, like you may be more active than someone else, or you, there may be different amounts of pollution. There are all kinds of other things that confound it. So it's really hard in nutrition to compare one group to another group. The other thing is when it comes to you know, do you need to eat more of this, do you need to eat less of that? We don't eat ingredients, we eat food. Very seldom do you just sit down to a plate of Rice, and the next day you eat another plate of rice. You put something on it. You you do something with it. We eat combinations of things, and some of them are very, lots of combinations things. You look at the back of a Doritos bag; um, it's like two paragraphs of really scary looking chemicals. Don't don't read the back of the Doritos bag if you're eating Doritos. Um, it'll mess with your day. Another big problem is our activity levels are different, so. What one person could eat that would affect them one way, someone who has a completely different level of activity, if they eat that same particular diet, it would affect them in a very different way. The fifth reason that it's difficult to make one size fits all recommendations in nutrition is different people have different goals for their diet. Some people want to just eat a healthy diet. They're, they're not concerned with weight loss. Some people, their number one goal is weight loss. They don't care if the diet they're eating at the moment is healthy as long as it will cause them to lose weight. And then there's people that are wanting to have athletic performance. Uh, Some of these athletes are eating 4,000 plus calories a day, whereas someone who's wanting to do weight loss probably wants to eat 2,000 calories or less a day. And depending on your activity level, if you're just wanting a healthy diet, um, calories are not that big of a deal. We need You need to focus on nutrients. So from all I've said and from what it sounds like, nutritionists know nothing. Um, you can eat whatever you want to. It doesn't make any difference. That's not exactly it. So what we're going to do is I'm going to concentrate on what we know. I'm going to give you a little bit of background so you can understand why you why the basics make sense. We're going to start with the nutrients. There's first macronutrients. And those are your fats, your proteins, and your carbohydrates. And we'll discuss those and what they, what each one of them does and why each one of them is important in your diet. Then there's micronutrients, and there's thousands of these. They're your vitamins and your minerals and other trace elements that are in there. And we can't go over anywhere near all of those, but we'll get some of the broader categories and where you get them out of your diet. And then we'll discuss some really broad generalities of things that you can modify in your diet that would not be too painful. I mean, I'm not going to recommend to anybody that you go on the 100% Brussels sprout diet because I personally think Brussels sprouts are disgusting. So we're not going to make you eat things you don't like. We're not going to try to tell you that if it tastes good, spit it out. I've heard that a million times in dieting. So what, what I want you to do is find Little tweaks that will make a big difference in your nutrition intake. So by the time this series is over, hopefully I will have covered enough stuff that you'll know what you should eat, why you should eat it, and how much of it you should eat, and most importantly, how to still include the foods that you really like in your diet so you don't feel deprived and you don't feel like you're being tortured because after all, this is making fitness funner, not making fitness miserable. So tune in next week as we begin our discussion of the macronutrients. Uh, We're going to start with everybody's favorite, either favorite to vilify or favorite to eat. It's the carbohydrates. And we'll learn that there are no such thing as good carbs and bad carbs. There are carbs that are better for each different situation. So join us next week as we discuss carbs, and then we may begin to discuss fat. And if you've got carbs and you've got fat, there just about has to be a donut involved. So maybe we'll find some way to justify eating donuts. Until then, this is William Mitchell, hoping that we can make your fitness journey just a little funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.